It's time to chat some bollocks about fanny tits and bum. No topic is off limit for these potty mouth found mums. So tell us all your secrets, we like to share the truth. About saggy tits and anal warts and ice cubes up your hoof. No, no. holes barred. Well, I'm still eating biscuits, mate. I'm sorry. Surprise, surprise. Laura's eating. <laughs> we started recording. You, well, I'm not eating right now, but you were eating as well. I know. We've both just, we've both just had a little pre-record little, snack, little snack, haven't we? Little snack. <laughs> little snacky peas. How is my favourite person in the whole entire world? I'm okay because it's Monday and um, my <laughs> children are here. My kids are back at school and nursery proper now, full time. <laughs> Can't believe I've been back a week, so I'm I'm kind of. Oh, no, don't, but yeah, don't talk. I'm to maxing, me about that. relaxing. That ain't too taxing. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there, mate. A week. Well, not a week. They went back on the Tuesday, so it was four days, not five. What was your first day without them like? Did you just sort of like sit there in a coma? Uh, I don't remember, which would suggest yes. <laughs> I seem to remember you texting me and being like, "I've just sat on the sofa and I haven't done anything." You know, the only thing that's really um, that's bothering me at the moment, I don't know why it's particularly bothering me, is I, I feel like I need to get 90% of the contents of my house out and in a tip. Yes, how it weird is that? I've got the same thing. Just shit I- everywhere. New Year. New Year. New Year, New Year. No, me, baby. <laughs> I can't cope with it, though. It's, it's got to go. I said, Steve, I was like, this is impacting my, my feng shui. Yeah, it does for me too, mate. But I think there's like a purge. That needs yeah. to happen in but the new I year. But when I purge, it's quite excessive. Yeah, you know just me. Get I'm all or nothing, babe. So I either won't do it at all, or I'll do it to the excess. And you know, Steve's pants will go in the bin. But like, yeah. I, I, I need it all gone. I, I want know, it all but gone. It just gives you a headache, though, doesn't it? Having all that it's shit weird. around. And I'm not kidding you. I turn my fucking back. I turn my fucking back. <laughs> and there is they, they, they just n- they, new they just piles of shit. stuff. Yeah, they put stuff in places, and I'm like, what? What happened? Yeah. Why, boys? Why? What happens? It's just so it's so sofa. intense. It's like, how do you just generate so much shit all the I time? Know. I shared a picture I mean, of um, it, our dinner table the other night. Like, this is how we eat every night. That so we don't have like a playroom, anything like that. They just no, we don't. They do a bit of play downstairs, but mainly if they're downstairs, they'll sit at the dining table and they'll draw and they'll do play doh, and it never gets cleared away because what's the fucking point? They yeah, do it they're every just day. Come back to it anyway. So our dinner table is so chaotic. Like when we eat dinner, so I sometimes I do just clear it all to one side so that we can, you know, sit down and have plates that aren't surrounded by Play-Doh. Yeah. It wasn't like that over the weekend. And I shared a picture of it and it was quite interesting, the response, because I had loads of people be like, yep, yep, that's exactly how we eat. And, you know, like, oh, thanks for normalising it being complete and utter carnage. I thought it was just us, blah, blah, blah. And then other people being like, like this is an absolutely unacceptable way to eat dinner. Shut it's the fuck so up. distracting. It's like what? what? What are you talking about? So distracting for who? Yeah, I know it's fucking distracting, love, because I'm living it. But I'm still doing it because what's the point of me removing it and then starting all over again? This can't be asked. And uh, what? Like, I, <laughs> I just I can't fathom these people. I know. 
how could anybody eat like this? Well, if you don't eat like it, love, that's fine. Yeah, piss off. I'm just, but just I do. sharing my truth, yeah. My shit yeah, because truth. because also that's like making you feel really ashamed of the fact yeah, that know. you're... That, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, so fucking what? If It's not like you've got bags of heroin on the fucking table, is it? You're not <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to like weigh out the crack cocaine, guys. Just don't touch it. It's just a bit of crusty Play-Doh, that's all. It's Jesus. Play-Doh and a colouring book. Fucking hell. Some people, these, some people, these people, yeah, they can all piss off. Um, how are you, Laura? I mean, it's January and I fucking hate January. So, <laughs> no, this is the least pe- uh, positive podcast for January because we both I hate, hate this it. month more than anything it. in the whole world. I hate it, hate it, mate. Hate how, it. What, oh, Saturday was so depressing that it didn't even get lot like there was no light. You oh, know, it's I know. like, yeah, what the hell is this? I, know, I can't it cope. Just, it was like I was in Iceland. Except for the, there was nothing magical about it. There was no northern no, light. No, absolutely not. They've got the highest rate of depression or something there, haven't highest they? Rate so of suicide, no fucking, to be suicide, fair. I don't yeah. fucking blame them. Nice and cheery. <laughs> Just add some more cheeriness to this. <laughs> and also, I'm not condoning or celebrating suicide, but I'm just saying I wouldn't be able to live in the dark. I would, no. I would just, I mean, let's be honest, I don't live very well in the light. So. <laughs> no. You really need that vitamin D. I do, yeah. And you know what? I don't take vitamin D, but I'm going to get some because I think I definitely would benefit from it. You know, you can have like intravenous vitamins like these days. Yeah, I know. I, I actually, when I was in London last, there was a... Uh, a shop in Shoreditch you could go into to get them. Oh, really? Yeah. I wonder if it actually makes any difference. I'd like to try it. I'd be shit. I'm not good with needles. Oh, I've shit. got yeah, terrible veins. Like It'd be an absolute fucking <laughs> yeah, nightmare. They'd probably be tapping my foot to try and get it in. But maybe it's one of those where, you know, like you can have those injections where it's just like a pen and you just pop it in and it's not actually a full-on injection like having a blood test. No, I think those. it's like a proper bag. Like you're in hospital and like you're dehydrated. Intravenous drip, got... like proper it is full a drip, on yeah. big bag. I've watched the Kardashians, C. mate. Oh, do they do it? Yeah. yeah of, course of course they, they fucking do <laughs> I've changed my mind. I don't want to do it now. I'm not no. doing anything they do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So on Saturday, it was pissing down rain, and uh, Rob was decorating the hallway. So it was, I had to get the kids out. And you're like, oh my God, what are we going to do? I'm so hate life. Because it has to be indoors. It was just so awful. Did you go soft play? No, I, I thought, you know what? Soft play's only an hour as well. And I needed like a big chunk of time to yeah. be out of the house so he could paint. So I took them to the RAF Museum. I don't even, I don't know why we're friends sometimes. Mate, I didn't want to go. It was just literally like a place to house them out of the rain. Was there any mannequins there? There's some mannequins, yeah. I'm out, got to tap out. Anywhere where there's a mannequin. Is it Elliot that hates them? Elliot has a huge phobia of mannequins. There's loads so, of like cardboard cutouts. Do they count oh, as a mannequin? Oh shit, that would be bad. That would really? be bad. There's yeah. loads of them. They're all over the place. Have you ever heard of Milestones in Basingstoke? No. It's this really cool place. I think you'd like it, actually. And it's basically under the this massive dome is a village of like what it would have been like in World War One. Oh, World wow. That sounds amazing. Yeah, I'd love that. Yeah. And there we went there and I was like, yay, it's daddy's birthday. And to- uh, Elliot saw a mannequin. And I had to carry him around the rest of the time. I would like to point out he was nine at the time. So I was carrying my nine year olds. Like who who needs a back, right? Who needs oh a bag? Oh my god! The amount you carry your kids—that's that is like weightlifting training. I should that be is. Arnold Schwarzenegger, and yet yeah. I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. My back is fucked. <laughs> oh, 
yeah, it was fucking boring. I couldn't even believe it. I hate every second of it. And even I Edith bet. turned around and was like, Mummy, this is really boring. I was like, yeah, I know, it's fucking boring, mate. We're looking at planes. Who gives a shit about planes? I don't. But it was, and this is how, this is how like having small kids and wasting a day, this is how the calculation goes in my head. I'm like, how long is the journey? The journey was 45 minutes. I was like, excellent. 45 minutes. That's 45 minutes of the day. Gone. <laughs> Get there. So there for two hours. Checked the sat nav on the way home. It was an hour. I was like, oh, amazing. It's an hour. It's <laughs> an, an hour gone. gone. It's an hour gone. But I'm not having to entertain them. So we just sat in the car. I mean, they are normally bickering and like trying to kill each other mm-hmm. in the back seat. But we put a bit of Disney on. It was fine. And at one point, <laughs> I was such a miserable bitch. I was not, I was honestly having like the worst day. This is driving home. So I'm <laughs> I'm done. Like I'm like, I'm up to here with 1940 Spitfires. <laughs> <laughs> then see what I my head in. And we were stuck in traffic and I was just sat there. And then Oliver was like, mummy, are you sad? Because he could see my face in the mirror. And I was like, why are you asking me that? And he was like, because your face looks really sad. <laughs> yes, I am sad because I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, I just don't like today. That's what I said <laughs> That's important. Normalise that though. I know. That's I was normal. like, I'm just not having a very good day today. And he was like, yeah, your face is, it looks like that. It's gone a bit red. I was like, it's gone red. All right. show me. Um, yeah. And then we got home and I was like, fuck this shit. Luckily, my friend was around with her kids and we ended up going to the pub and we took the kids to the pub and uh, they ran around. Well, you know what? Uh, between Christmas and New Year, I met with my friend and her two kids and we went to flip out. Have you got a flip yeah, out Yeah, we've got year? a flip out here. Yeah. So it was three hours Mate, so that place is three intense. Three-hour session. Oh, it wasn't. It was lovely. Was it great it was, for you? It was quiet. Oh, was it? It was lovely and quiet. We got to sit down on some leather sofas. Oh, nice. their kids and our kids get on really well. They just, just went pissed and, off, did they? They went and played. Issue for me with Flip Out is that I have a son with developmental <laughs> coordination disorder. And let me tell you, well, that and a trampoline do not yeah, go. No, they don't. So it's very, it's very difficult to take him there. Edith loves it and she'll just bounce off. But Oliver's like having a nervous breakdown in the corner because I, he's a I bit mean, wobbly. There's no denying the fact that there are some motions we have to go through to get Yeah, there. even like, you know, soft play is only a recent thing for us because of Oliver. Like he's so what, is always it, is it been because very it's overwhelmed. Over, that's it. So like we have found <clears throat> it's the physical so, stuff too. You know, like honestly, yeah. he doesn't like feeling wobbly or like feeling insecure. It he, makes perfect sense. He's he doesn't really like. He's never climbed on a climbing frame or anything like that. He's very he's very firm on the ground. Is Oliver? Have you ever used ear defenders? Yeah, I've used ear defenders. Yeah, it's kind because, of like, I think that it helps helps Toby. He does get the sensory like thing. That of the noise but I think for him more than anything it's the physicality stuff so yeah, like soft play has been really intense especially because there's lots of other kids like doing fucking backflips and oh, love running around and he's like <laughs> you know like he finds it really hectic yeah um, but he's oh getting God, better. so much like you He's so much like me. Like, yeah, I hate like you, shit you, as a kid. But you're also like the most intensely, like you feel everything. I know. You feel when the wind is like two degrees <laughs> like cooler. And like, know. you know, you feel when the lighting is ever so slightly dimmer. It's yeah, like, I can't, I'm very hypersensitive to everything because I'm constantly I'm in a state of flight, <laughs> assessing the dangers. I'm like the, the weird thing is when I was a kid, like I wouldn't have gone to anything like that. I was so painfully quiet. 
I was all of that. And I would have clung on to my mum. In fact, I wouldn't have gone to have clung on to my mum. I just wouldn't have gone. Yeah. And yet now I'm I, I suck that kid in me has come out because places like that, I'm like, yeah, let's go. I mean, yeah, let's I love go. it. I actually will have a good old bounce on the trampolines, but um, even that oh, freaks on the route because he's like, You're bit. going too high. You're Aww. going so high. He just can't love cope. Him. Um, and you know, it, it's it is it does really affect lots of things that like kids do you know that you'd expect kids to do by this age um even a scooter you know like he's he's own he got a scooter for christmas and um he uh, he has gone on it and like that is a miracle we couldn't believe it and he stayed on it from our house to the park and did like one lap of the park and um yeah, it was like incredible. I, I actually really cried because yeah, I just felt really proud of though. him. And I was just like, oh, you, and I could see he was concentrating and trying really hard. And the thing is with that, that kind of thing, if he like falls off it, which is inevitable, he will, that will put him off it for like yeah. weeks on end. So we're trying to do a little bit of practice with him, keep it up every day. But yeah. that's how, you know, things work, work with Oliver when it comes to learning new physical skills. Absolutely. It's the same for, uh, you know, for, <clears throat> we're, we're kind of in the same boat as well. It takes a lot. And then if that one thing puts them off, that's it. They're fucked. Yeah, yeah. absolutely it's hard. Fucked. But you know what? I don't think people can begin to imagine the sense of pride you feel unless you've actually experienced that yourself as a first-time parent who's, who's watched your child struggle. Yeah. It's a, it's quite a moment. It anyway, is. enough talking about our kids because yeah. I don't like talking about mine. Like, I mean, we actually talked about them in a nice way then. Fucking hell, what's Fuck happened? Around, yeah. Jesus Christ. <clears throat> what are we doing? Are you going in with a story? I fucking think so. Okay, let's do it. It says here, I have a great poo story if you're interested. Huh. <laughs> Are we interested in a great poo story, Vic? It's our favourite topic. Now, I've not read it, which I know might come as a bit of a surprise. So this is hot off the press. In my 20s, I lived and worked in a seaside town in Wales called Tenby. I worked really long hours in a busy pub. Working most weekends, I would meet some guy and meet one in particular. He caught my eye and my fanny had this tingly feeling. It was just lust at first winkle. It says twinkle, but I prefer winkle. (laughs) He was like me in his 20s, young, dumb, full of cum. I love that expression. And a lot of shit. I mean, poo. I started to hang around with with this dude on a regular basis, which meant that I would be clearing up from the pub on a Saturday night. He would be there off his tits on drugs and booze waiting for me to finish work. One particular night, he w- he said there was a house party to go back to to one of his friends. I agreed to go with him after I finished work, excited as I felt I was letting my hair down after a busy night, or so I thought. Got to his friend's house where said house party was meant to be, only we walked in and it was empty, no house party. So we went upstairs and crashed in one of the rooms. Fucking hell, it's a what? bit, isn't it? Who does <laughs> yeah, that? Do you know them? <laughs> <laughs> I fell asleep, but I woke up to the sound of this guy We'll call him Mr. X, walking about and talking to himself. As I came to, I could smell an awful stench. I slowly turned around, <laughs> no. frightened because of the sw- smell. Only to the see smell Mr. frightened her. <laughs> Only to see I smell anything that's made me feel frightened. <laughs> <laughs> Only to see Mr. X crouching down, oh, taking no. a massive shit on the bedroom floor. Oh, God. Now, this wasn't the first time he had taken this shit. As much as I could see, he had done several shits all over the floor. 
in different places or just making one big pile of poo? I, I think excessively amounts in lots of different places. He didn't know I was awake. I proceeded to watch this smelly cunt. He went to the bathroom to get more toilet paper and try and clean up the piles of shit whilst mumbling to himself, oh shit. He eventually laid down on the other side of the bed of the room and went to sleep. I was frozen, not sure what to do. <laughs> I laid there until 5am and crept out. As I ran out the house, there was more shit down the hallway, <gasps> up the stairs. I ran back to my place of work as it was a hotel and I was staying there. Oh my God. That is insane. How much poo is he full of? I know. And what's wrong with him? As I had worked the following day, ran up to the hotel, showered and placed all of my night clothes uh, into the work washing machine. His friends came to see me and work and asked me if I could smell something more of the story. Don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> that's so intense. <laughs> oh God. Can you that's... imagine waking up? And the worst thing is he could wake up, have no recollection, look around all the shit and be like, you dirty bitch Yeah I think, I it, think was it was her. her And then tell all of his mates Oh you know that fucking bird From the ho- uh, from the pub Well I hooked up with her And she shit all over My mate's room <laughs> Oh my god It's not even there It's not even his house Is it? No So he's just sleeping In his some random bed And then party. dropping turds Left right and centre <laughs> Yeah That is think... so rank It's a lot of poo It's a lot of poo It's formed It doesn't sound like diarrhoea What would you say The drug of choice might be? I think it. Mm, what you that stimulating his anus? Do you reckon it's the drug that's had the effect? Oh yeah, I'm trying to think what could possibly do that. Wouldn't it be coke? Maybe or maybe like ecstasy, MDMA, yeah. something like that. Yeah, or ketamine. Yeah, I think maybe ketamine. maybe ketamine. I, I mean, I've never taken it, so I'm no. not talking from experience. I've heard, but, no, um, I've heard a lot of horror stories. I've heard about lots ketamine. of horror stories. Lots about of horror ketamine. stories. Stay the fuck away from that one. I think it takes you to a different dimension. Yeah, it does. And then you wake up afterwards and go, "What the fuck happened?" Yeah, exactly. Oh, you shit everywhere, mate. <laughs> I would have left a note. I would have had to have left a note in my anxiety-filled rage and been like, "Just to let you know, your this is your poo, not mine." Really? Would you have left a note? I think I'd have to, mate. The fear of him thinking it was it me was you, would yeah. ruin me. I wouldn't be able to cope with it. Yeah. <laughs> can Can you? Could you? Could you? No, especially yeah. not living, if you're living in like a small town. And uh, that's the kind of thing that would get around. And the fact that he's probably going to rock up. To, I mean, did he come back to the pub? Did you ever speak to him again? Yeah, because they were kind of like, well, not seeing each other, but they were having a bit no, of a fling, weren't they? Yeah. That's super an end to it, dropping little nuggets across the floor. Even if Steve did that now, I think I would. there would be real, real heavy conversations about the longevity of our relationship. Yeah. I mean, you certainly be wouldn't be laying there silently no you'd be like what the hell are you doing you don't hook up with someone and go before we go to sleep you're not going to poo everywhere are you it's just not something that really comes into your mind is it that you think someone's going to do and the fact that she'd been at work and she was obviously sober and then she's entertaining this mdma ketamine fucked up douchebag that's got a heavy colon full of shit (laughs) good god what time to be alive he was really constipated. How how big do you reckon these poos are? Do you reckon they're like a normal load? Or is it like so, sometimes the kids do that though? Well, they'll start a poo yeah. and then they'll have to go back to the toilet like oh, three Christ, or four times to, to drop off the rest. It happens, yeah. you know? Sometimes it could be like the plug and I think that was it. That's done. And then I'd be like, oh, hang on a minute. That was not it. That was just the, you know, the aperitif to the main yeah. course. 
Yeah. God, I had one of those after Christmas. Fucking hell. What don't think I, Yeah, I don't think I pooed for like four days. Oh, Jesus. I just eating so much cheese. And I was like, oh, I'm running into the pole. And did a bit and was like, oh, yeah, that must be it. And then it was like the next hour of just cleaning onto the toilet seat. To, yeah. To, to so this is the... The very sad uh, sort of reality of my life now is I have to be very structured around cheese. I have to have strong boundaries around cheese. Have you really? Have you asserted your boundaries around cheese? I have had to assert my boundaries around cheese because Who's otherwise... Who's the biggest I, offender? The cheese or me, what do you mean? The cheese, as in like what type of cheese is the oh, biggest offender? you mean? Which Who cheese you is like most bullying you with? It? Yeah, basically. Oh, um... Do you, I mean, do you notice a difference? Because I, I love a, I love a camp- no, because it's to do with my gallbladder. So yeah. I just end up with really bad pain if I eat. Well, not Too really bad cheese. pain, but it's like a niggling pain of like I'm coming for you. Yeah, sphincter of body, my sphincter. And then what does it do? Does it affect your bowels then? No, it just hurts. My it stomach hurts. hurts. So it's okay. like you know, just below your rib cage where your sternum is, it hurts mm. there. Right. And that's when it's like the telltale sign of you've been a gutty cunt. Yeah, really? Okay. Yeah, so if I eat too much, uh, like I, I don't really have much dairy anymore. So cheese is like the um, cheese and cream are my two final, you know, things that you still lick. <laughs> or I even have oat cream now. Do you know that? Do you? Yeah, that I've had oat fan. cream. Yeah. Oat I, cream. I tend not to really have cream at all. I don't like it. Oh, I love a bit of cream on a pudding. Although I don't really eat a lot of, I don't like hot puddings. They're quite no, I don't really like me. hot puddings either. Although I do make a very banging um, golden syrup steam pudding. That's my granny's like recipe, like which is oh, so good. It's- too much sugar love it is a lot of sugar but i only make it once a year so it's fine oh, i'm not judging i'm not judging it's you, fine you crack on <laughs> you bloody crack on right should we have another story please do entertain me okay here we go i've been dying to send a story in for so long and just couldn't think of anything good enough until now I'm at work cleaning a client's bathroom and had to move a pack of condoms from the top of the toilet to wipe it and suddenly remembered this. Oh, so the picking up the condoms was the um, beginning of her. I love how that's like normal down for memory a cleaner. Fuck yeah. it out. Hello. Can you imagine? I wouldn't, like if I had a cleaner coming around, I wouldn't have my condoms out. I mean, we don't use them. Like having your fucking sex toy out on the bedside table. Yeah, but old Michelle, beautiful, lovely Michelle, who I love yeah, and adore, love my Michelle. cleaner. Who put my um, moon cup in with the kids' toys? Remember oh, yeah, that? Of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? A little hat for a civilian it's family? It's a Barbie helmet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless her. Never told her. Um, this actually doesn't listen to this. So, when I was 17, I went camping to Devon with my friend, her boyfriend, my boyfriend at the time, and her parents. Second night in, lots of alcohol consumed, and me and my boyfriend decided to have sex. But my friend's parents were in the tent next door about five minutes in they shouted at us to keep the noise down (gasps) (laughs) oh god that wasn't embarrassing enough once we'd finished my boyfriend looked at me and said the condom is gone oh the classic tale of the missing condom in a sudden panic i was like what do you mean it's gone and it just can't just disappear well it had it disappeared inside me i was crying hysterically thinking i was gonna die once I calmed down, we both had a good route around inside me and couldn't find it. Oh By this God. point, my mum, my friend's mum had come into our tent to see oh what on earth was going on <laughs> and just laughed. I was Googling, I have a condom stuck inside me. Am I going to die? Anyway, situation calmed down. My friend's mum comforted me after not 
only hearing me having sex and telling me to shut up. But then 10 minutes later, looking in my vagina with a oh torch. <laughs> to see if she can find a condom. Anyway, five days later, the condom finally made its way out. It stunk. Oh, my God. I never oh used a condom again, and I don't think I ever will. Oh. God, That's horrendous! <laughs> At seventeen, I don't know. There's something about the age of that that makes that more horrific, doesn't it? I love that mum though. What an absolute babe! Would you shout to, for your kids to shut up when they're having sex? I definitely would. I think. Yeah, I think I'd be okay with that. Would you shout? Just say be quiet, or just yeah? Because I, I honestly don't. I couldn't survive hearing that. That's what I mean. Because you know that, that would they be the end of life for me. You know that they're having sex. So yeah, and you know, like I. I just think there are many things in life that you don't need to hear. That's one <laughs> of them. That's one of them. You could just put earplugs in, can't you? Yeah. And then just ignore I don't, I don't, it. I just don't want to know. No, exactly. Would you shine a torch up your <laughs> up your um child's friend's or girlfriend's vagina Absolutely. to find Absolutely. Yeah, of course. Of course. I'd do that. I'd do I that for too. anyone. You know, at the end of the day, if you're in need, let's get the head torch. I've got a head torch. I would definitely strap that on. You need both hands, really, don't you? Yeah, you got to go in bare knuckles. <laughs> would you wear gloves? <laughs> or would you just go for it? Well, what are you going to do? Get your marigold? You can't do that, can you? I don't know. I don't know how I feel about touching a, a, a 17-year-old girl's vagina. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it'd have to be, like, all consensual. completely consensual. <laughs> well, I'd like to think if they're going, I've got a condom up here, hell. Yeah, what do you do in that situation? I'd probably get them to fish it out. I would probably also like help aid them in like squatting to the ground. I'd be doing a lot of that. It would, I think, if it got to the point where I had to put my hand in, I'd go. I think we're going to take you to A sweetheart. Yeah, that's. A I don't good think call. I would. I don't think I would actually put my hand in. No, I think it's that's definitely that to you know, me feels like one step to too some far. sort of charge. Against yeah, you. <laughs> and and also like, how do you then explain that to the mum? Like, oh, I just need to let you know. I oh, know. I had my hands up your daughter's chuff at the weekend, but don't worry, it was consensual. <laughs> I was fishing out my son's condom. Like, yeah, no, my son no is point having is sex with your daughter. It's like, yeah. yeah, okay, this is just deeply awkward. I think A and E is the way to go. I mean, she didn't go to A and E; she left it. She had just come out five days later. She's lucky she didn't end up with some toxic shock or something. I know. So if you try to... Stench of that. I know. Well, yeah, it's going to... Yeah, that's not good. Um, If you were going to uh, advise then someone to try and remove a condom out of them, what would you... You're saying the squat. You reckon that's a strong... I I believe if you do a deep, heavy squat to the ground, your ass is close to the ground and your legs as far apart as possible, and then like you're pushing out a baby, I feel like that might aid... With a hand up, you got you got to have your hand in. You as use well. your hand up, would you? Because then I think if you're pushing, you might then be able to just get your fingers into onto it and then start yanking. Pull it out. Yeah, she's got a fantastic pelvic floor. Well, also how the fact that it how held far it for five her... fucking days. <laughs> I'm surprised she didn't like create a, a condom baby up in her womb. Um, I felt my cervix the other day, and uh... you're mental. Why? Because I just don't know where mine is. Well, yours must be really far away. Mine's like pretty much like at the entrance. <laughs> mine's, mine's like Mars. Yeah. I do believe I might have a bit of a dodgy one because like even nurses can't find mine. Yes, they're they're all in weird positions, aren't they? So they always say that they say that my cervix is easy. They're like, oh, such an easy cervix you've got. I'm like, yeah, I know that, mate. Why, why, why were you feeling it? 
I was feeling it for because of my moon cup. Oh, yeah. So I was having a go at that. And then I was like, oh, that feels weird. It's just so strange. It's like there's an alien up there. It makes me feel a bit sick. Yeah, but it feels so different to how it used to feel before I had kids. Why? Back then it was like quite hard and just, yeah, tight. <laughs> now it's like... Is that it's, a like a, it's like the top of a volcano, basically. It's just oh re- really wide and, yeah, very soft. It's very strange. It's a donut. A donut volcano, that's how I'd explain it. The donut, vol- the donut, the donut volcano, volcano vagina. But I feel almost like I could probably, like... Put a finger inside my womb. It's that gappy. <laughs> yeah, but if you were ovulating, I wouldn't you... be able to do that. No, when, when, it, when does it open up? When it's ovulating. When you're ovulating, yeah. Yeah, maybe you were ovulating, mate. Maybe you were scarfing. Maybe. It was praying for some jizz. It was, and it didn't get any because it got yeah. your finger. It got my big finger. I know you can't have been ovulating if you were using No, the so it's just after me. Yeah, I can't be. I just have a massive cervix. But then it must open up at the period. Otherwise, how the fuck does it Yeah, blood probably. Come Who fucking knows, mate? Biology. Well, we're not gynecologists, are we? No. <laughs> Biology's mental. <laughs> um, soft volcano. There you go. Explain that to Edith. There you go. I mean, yeah, she loves it when I have a period. She asks me all the time, doesn't she? You having a period? You got your period? Well, yeah, right, mum. She honestly, that girl's got such attitude. I don't even know where it's come from. She's so fucking rude. She's like, give it to me now. Like that. I'm like, how do you deal with this? <laughs> I say to her, Edith, you're speaking to me so disrespectfully. We are respectful in this family, you little cunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. This is a bit late to the party. Oh, but, right. um, oh God. Doctors are warning people of the dangers from viral holiday trend, masturbating with Christmas ornaments. <laughs> Why is that a viral holiday trend? Because TikToker cunts. Why is it? What is wrong? Holy like, come on. shit. You won't. Guess the number. Guess the fucking number of instances of people between the age of 25 and 64 that are right. inserting a decorative decorative object into their body in 2021 alone. Guess the number. 10,000. 13,213. Oh, my God. That's just from the UK. That's what... So, okay, so what? someone's made a TikTok video where it's like... No, I'm joking. I, I don't know if it is. If it's oh, TikTok. It probably, yeah, if it's viral, probably it's going to be TikTok, isn't it? That's the kind of shit that's on that app, mate. I mean, there's some great stuff, but there's a lot of bollocks as well, isn't there? Yeah. But 25 to 64, mate. I know. That's that's like, that's like a supposedly educated age. That's a fucking granddad. Oh, isn't it women? No, I don't think it's just women. I think it's what I mean. Everyone, anyone. Yeah. Look, we we know the score on this podcast, the amount of stories that we've had about people putting these but objects candy up. Candy cane, though. Yeah, but candy cane's got no girth. I wouldn't bother with that, would you? Well, this one, there's an x-ray image of it, and it's actually the, the hooked part that's up. Oh, my Lord. What, an actual candy one that's made of candy that could snap? And that's a lady. That's definitely a lady. Yeah, Why could. would you do that? That's... Wrap her on or wrap her off? Wrap her on like a condom. <laughs> yeah, Wrap I'm her doing. on like a condom. That was, uh, that was actually quite poetic. Oh, you I wouldn't wouldn't do that. No, oh, I wouldn't. I'm joking. Not with my extensive array of sex toys. No, thank you very much. 
<laughs> Jesus Christ, has nobody ever heard of a fucking sex toy? I know, it's not even like they're that expensive. I mean, you can get like an amazing sex toy off our website for about eleven ninety nine. But you can get them in fucking Asda. Sorry, yeah, you can get them from there, not Asda, don't get them from Asda. Yes, fuck Asda. Fucking Asda, can you get a sex toy in Asda? I think you've made that yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you can. You can get a little vibrator, Durex vibrator, yeah. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, those ones that are like on the shelf. Yeah. Have you ever tried one of those? No. No, what's the point? They're it's disposable, aren't they? Yeah. You want long term. We want we want a long term commitment. We to want longevity, man. Longevity. Um, I haven't had a wank for fucking ages because I've had bloody people here all day, every day. Maybe that's why I feel so annoyed. To be fair, I haven't either. But then I think that's because my general mood is just very sombre. I know, but it's, we should be wanking ourselves like stupid. In I know, but when I'm not in the mood, like if I'm not happy, then I'm not happy. I'm, if I'm not happy, Vic, I'm not happy. But it will make you feel better. It will release dopamine and well, serotonin. I don't, I don't want any dopamine. Ah, such a bitch. I don't <laughs> want any dopamine. Considering this time last month, I was like, oh my God, I cannot stop having sex. Yeah, I know. Now I'm See like, how the tides have changed. I turned. I don't know what the saying is. I never know what the saying is. I am my See, mother. The seeds of change have tided. The wind's change or something. Wind, yeah, my like period's it. coming and it's January. That's basically <laughs> what it means. I am T minus 24 hours until my period arrives. And thanks to you, I'm sure, no, it wasn't you actually. You can't take the credit oh. of um, me knowing about using a bloody period tracker. No, we did talk about it. I sent you the one that I used. Oh, no, you didn't. I don't use sure the one I you did. use. What no, do you, you use? I don't know. Is it called Flow? If it's called Flow, then you're lying. Mine's called My Calendar. My Calendar. Yeah, it's tracking the period is good. It's good because yeah. it just makes sense um, for like why you feel mental. I'm not doing it to get pregnant. No. <laughs> no. No. I think that my ovaries have given up on life. I'm not going to lie. Don't think that they're ever going to get... Um, well, I won't anyway, not from Rob because obviously he's uh, had the snip. He is a dried, crusty husk of a man. Oh, Rob Nobles, as I like to call him. That sandy balls, <laughs> but they're just filled. They're with sand. just full of sand. <laughs> oh dear! Oh my god! No, this is such a good one. I read it last week and I was like, "Fucking yes, we need this on the podcast." Okay, so this is an agony aunt, but it's a juicy one, and you're gonna love it. <laughs> okay, so um, before I share, I just want you and your listeners to know that I am not proud of what I have done. Oh my god! I'm already so invested. My husband and child deserve the world and I know I have done something totally unforgivable. I hope you can lend me a non-judgmental ear. Always. We do not judge and we totally can appreciate the context of any situation. Please keep me anonymous. I'm going to eat a biscuit. (laughs) She's going in. I'm 37, been married for seven years, known my husband for 10 years and have a lovely six-year-old boy. Generally, I'm happy, but last year I did something I honestly never thought I would. I had an affair with a work colleague. He is married and also has a child. This spans seven months. I've known him for three years and never once saw him this way until a conversation took us down an unexpected path and it just escalated from there. I need to know what the conversation was. I need to know the details. How could you possibly work with someone that long and be like, nah? And then what was the conversation for it to be like, yeah? I don't know. I've never had that way of like, a sex thing has happened when after a long time of knowing someone. Right. Unless of like I've like drunkenly slept with a male friend. For me, the more I get to know a man, the less attractive they are. 
Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's like they just become more of a friend, don't they? Friend zone. But then what if you started talking about sex stuff and it was like you both realised that you were totally on the same page? Just like, I can see how it could happen. Anyway, so we have had sex five times as they don't live nearby. The sex was outstanding and primal. I did things I've always wanted to do with someone who was open and that I trusted. He also has a big penis, which I like. We have ended it several times, but we both admit that we are like a drug to each other. I'm not proud of myself, and trust me, I'm paying for what I've done mentally. I'm worried because I've never felt as alive as when I'm with this man. I know that he's unlocked a door that has laid dormant for some time owing to poor self-esteem and child-rearing. Frankly, I feel amazing, which makes me feel even worse. It is an impossible, conflicting situation, which we have put an end to now. I'm not sure how I can carry on, though. Carrying around what I've done like a weighted rucksack on my back, trying to figure out the why of what I've done and also working alongside someone who I've done this with is preying on me and affecting me. I have lost a stone in weight since it began. I think about it constantly and I feel my brain never rests. I'm not sure what you can do. I do speak to a therapist, but I would also value your thoughts. Thank you. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, this is quite a complex situation, is it not? What are your immediate thoughts about it? Shit happens. I don't have a negative view on affairs because I think they happen. I think that people are really quick to judge them and be like, oh my God, you're the bad person. You're the terrible person. But in actual fact, there's a story behind it. And I don't know that anybody, unless like unless you are a cunt, nobody yeah. goes into uh, like having an affair. I think these things happen because shit happens. And I think, you know, we all make mistakes. Like when I was out with Steve like a, a million fucking years ago, 19... 18 years ago whatever it was I made so many fucking mistakes and I hurt him so fucking badly and it's taken me literally up until I went into therapy last year to forgive myself for what I did and the reality is I did it and no it wasn't at my finest moment but shit fucking happens and sometimes we have to learn from our mistakes and like how can you ever grow as a person if you don't do stuff that you go oh fuck I really wish I hadn't done that Nobody's yeah. perfect. Nobody gets through life unscathed. And it's also that thing of like, it's not black and white, is it? No, it's not like, oh, you just white. had an affair and that's it. You're a terrible person. No. It's like, what's gone on to build up to that? Like she's punishing herself just as much as if he knew, like yeah. her partner knew. I don't like from that point of view, I don't know how you kind of roll that out. Do you tell him? Do you not tell him? Because obviously the fear is you tell him and he leaves you. But like, but then can you live with yourself? Can you live with what do you actually want? Do you want to yeah. stay with your partner? The danger bit of it all is is interpreting what might just be lust for something yeah. more. Yeah, because that's the thing. If it is literally just like a very sexual magnetism, then it's not going to be anything more than lust, is it? No. Like if you're developing feelings, you know? no, of course it doesn't. Because like the honeymoon period of any relationship is a lot of lust. It's a lot mm. of sex. It's a lot of like you know, wild intimacy. And then when that subsides, what you have left is something different. It can't always be that because it's not healthy and sustainable. How, but how do you make that? Like, how do you make that distinction? The question is, though, is she even happy? Yeah. Like, if she if she actually genuinely happy with her partner. Yeah. Put aside the fact that she's had the affair. Forget the kids, forget everything and put all of that to one side. Do you really, really love him? And do you really thoroughly enjoy being around him? Or is there a part of you that's like, this is fucking hard work. This is service sex. This is very mm. monotony. It's a lot of the same stuff that I do day in, day out. And I'm fucking bored. Yeah. 
like is this a fair you know you saying you want change I don't I obviously I can't answer that but no I think forgive yourself for the fact that you've done it because people make mistakes yeah and mistakes are a representation of the fact that no human being can get through life and not fuck up yeah you can see that you have a good heart and that you you don't you're not a bad person you're not a bad person absolutely not you just wanted to ride the D, mama. The big, the big juicy D. Juicy D that you've been missing in your life. Oh, it's so fucking hard. I mean, what does this other guy want that's that's, that's been a part of this affair? Because obviously he's been unfaithful to his wife as well. It's like, what are they both kind of feeling or saying? Is it like, is it that they want to be with each other? Or is it just, is it just a sort of sides effect of the fact that both of their relationships individually with their partners yeah. aren't working is it yeah. like is it that and no one can answer that but you exactly but I, I know so many couples where someone's had an affair and it's always there's always been so much more going on around oh my god all absolutely of yeah 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 and they've stayed together yeah but it's been like a it's been like a a kickstart to them actually Sorting out their relationship, which which is not great, obviously. Yeah, but like that's just obviously Steve and I was super young when I split up with him, but that's what happened to us. Like I was I twenty two, I think I might have been twenty two when I split up with him, or was I twenty one? I can't remember. Anyway, it doesn't matter. And um, yeah, I I ended it because although it like it seemed out of the blue to everybody, I realised that I wasn't happy. I was just in the same fucking relationship. It was boring. It was the same. There was nothing different. And then I'm not so I'm not recommending. Obviously, you trample over your partner's heart because it was less than ideal, and it wasn't a particularly fun <laughs> period of time in either of our lives. Um, but like our relationship would not be the relationship we have now if we hadn't have done that. Yeah. You know, and obviously we've had loads more ups and downs since then. But my point is, is that was like a real defining moment in our relationship together. And like moving forward of being like, is this what we want? Okay, well then what do we want out of this relationship? Yeah. Do I really love you or am I just here because of it's just the same thing? Yeah. No, it's yeah, because and, really and it's hard too of like having a child as well because I think yeah, that, that would play a big everything. part in it. I knew you were going to say that she'd had a fair. Did you? I just knew it. As soon as she said, I'm, as soon as she said, I'm not proud of myself, I was like, she's fucked somebody else. She's fucked somebody else. I mean, look, I, the thing is too, I just feel like there is, I feel like women probably get a worse rap for having an affair. Oh than my God, are you do. fucking kidding? We Especially do. when you've got a, like a child. Because yeah. again, it's that bullshit societal sort of perception of what a mother should be. And obviously shagging someone else kind of goes against that a little bit. But I can see how it happens. So I can see how it happens maybe more for women than it does yeah. for men because of what we have to carry all the time with the mental load and childcare and just everything falling on our fucking shoulders. So for an opportunity to arise where it's like pure escapism from all of that yeah. and takes you to a place that is really where you are the center of it because it's about you and you being sexually attracted and sexually attractive and also sexually exploring something that you really enjoy like you're allowed that you are allowed that but also like I, I think the biggest piece of advice and probably the only piece of advice I could possibly give you is forgive yourself 
because you are not the only person. It's not just a female thing. You are not the only person, male or woman, to have gone through this and be in a happy relationship. Do not... um, do not carry this like real horrifically intense, heavy guilt over the fact that, you know, you're the worst person in the world because you're not, you've, you've done something that many people do go on to grow from and learn from. And then like, maybe this is that chance for you to be like, okay, what do I want? And whether you sit down and tell him, I can't answer that. Cause obviously it depends. I know I wouldn't be able to not tell him Mm. because the guilt would really eat me up. Yeah. But it might be for you that it's like an an opportunity for you to work out what it is you, what you want. Yeah, what do you want? What do you want, baby? Big dick fun times. <laughs> Big dick. Big dick fun times. <laughs> or oh, same old, same old. Yeah. I'm the wrong person to ask about this. It's going to tell you to keep going for the big dick. No, I'm not. You got to listen to your heart. Listen to your heart, not your fanny. Not your but fanny. But listen to your fanny a little bit because it, it does feel you've, nice. I mean, you've, you've been listening to your fanny, so well done. Now, she's had her little moment. It's time for your heart to take center What does your heart tell you you want? And what does your brain tell you you should have? <laughs> oh, Work it's hard. between the two. But you've got a therapist. She'll sort you out. End off. In conclusion, we have no advice. Listen, no, you can't, this is just our uh, our opinion on the situation. Yeah, we don't not, judge you. Fuck, no, I don't judge you at all. Like, at I all. really don't. I don't judge people that have affairs. I used to because I think I was very narrow minded. But yeah. now I get that the fact that unless you are a serial cheater who. Yeah, that's different. I think that there are very different instances. Who, who shows but, no remorse as yeah, well. Like, and like, yeah. that's the thing. That's a totally different situation. But I know of a lot of people who have got caught up in a moment or have grown to have feelings for someone and it's a genuine like uh, and we all know what desire feels like we all know what uh, having feelings for somebody feels like and I think it's really easy to turn around and go I'd never do that yeah. but I really have through lived experience made the decision in my life to not judge someone unless I've lived through it yeah. if I haven't lived through it I'm not here to turn around and say they're wrong because I haven't got a fucking clue yeah that is what I say on the fucking that matter. That is what I say on the matter. Uh, and I think it's also important to remember that as human beings, we have created monogamy um, yeah. if, as a societal construct. Men have. Uh, for uh, for evolution point of view, you're doing what we've been doing for years, babe. So yeah. don't worry about it. <laughs> you know what? I've had this discussion loads with Steve about the fact that monogamy was created by man to control women because men have always you know, historically been able to go off and fuck other women, whereas women have been expected to stay at home, look after the children and keep the home good. So it's like, it's this big discussion I've had with him. He's gone, but I don't want you to do that. I want you to have a career. I'm like, you're not the man, but I'm saying that the society in which we have built is based on the fact that women stay faithful and men do what they want to do. And he's like, but I don't want to sleep with other women. I'm like, shut up, Steve. (laughs) Shut up, Steve, you cunt. Just get a point. It's your great, great, great grandfather's fault. Oh, God. And I do actually have a, a quick one. Hello, ladies. I was meant to send this to you sooner. But, you know, kids, Christmas holidays means a zero time to think. Anyway, I've just listened to your New Year podcast and wanted to tell you about my amazing New Year's Eve. Thanks to you both. Oh. I'm a single parent, pretty much solo parent, actually, as my ex is a total knob and barely sees his kids. So there was zero chance of actually getting out for New Year's Eve. My kids are five and seven, so they're in bed by eight, leaving me alone. Instead of moping about and feeling lonely, I used the time wisely, had a candlelit bath and used my new clit stim that I ordered from you ladies. It was incredible. (laughs) Happy New Year's to me. 
And what a send off to 2022. Oh, went out with a clip bang. <laughs> went out with a clip bang. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Don't forget that. And uh, Valentine's Day is coming up now. This is the next one, so isn't it? It is, darling. Oh. And where can they find their sex toys? They can find them at our website on www. I said the www. You never say that, do you? You don't like saying the you www. Don't, well, you don't fucking need to. <laughs> it's No Holes Bob Podcast at. What is it? No Holes, no holes Bard podcast.com um and you can also send in your stories to us any any business any agony answers we like that one about the old extramarital activity uh just tell us about your sex lives is what we're saying that's what we want to hear i want to hear about we want to hear the juicy details the dirtier don't we? the better so email us them at noholesbubpodcast at gmail.com or what else can they do Aurora. Head on over to our Instagram page at No Holes Barred Podcast and send us a DM. <laughs> right. I'm off to maybe flick my bean because I um, am oh, alone. Yeah. Oh, I'm not. I don't want no, to. No, you're too sad today. I am too sad today. I need to go for a lovely big dog walk and get some fresh air. You walk the dog, I'll spank the pussy. <laughs> and you know how much I love nature. Yeah. Yeah. So there's this place that we go to. And oh my god, so excited! We saw a barn owl. Please stop talking. How can you not find that amazing? I mean, you you fucking ragged on me for going to the RAF museum, and now you're trying to convince me that barn owls are, are amazing. A fucking barn owl in nature, and we and we saw a sparrow hawk. In oh my nature. god! <laughs> but in it wasn't. It yeah, wasn't that's in where wild. they live. Laura. I know, but I've <laughs> never seen one in the wild. I've only ever seen them in captivity. Oh my god. I was absolutely. Oh, I, just... I, I live in London. I'm used to just seeing empty bin bags flying about in the wind. That's nature to me. <laughs> I'm. So, I, I cannot tell you how much I love being in nature. Like when you say, "Oh, I go for a run and I hug a tree," I genuinely love nature. I do. I love it. Really. You would have loved this barn. Huh? I would have been excited momentarily. I'm sure. I don't think I would have talked about it on a podcast though. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Right. <laughs> we will love you and leave you. See you next Tuesday, slags. See you next Tuesday, you motherfucker. Bye. Bye. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.